Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I'm Lueda Roshke and Dawn Kennedy's in the house with me. Yay! Yay! And we're (laughs) talking about the ultimate rescue mission of all time, of all time. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, devised a covenant of redemption plan to reconcile and bring us back into fellowship after Adam fell. Uh, the father, I believe, spoke to the son and said, son, will you go back and bring our people, bring us bring us our family, make a way that we can have our family. And, I believe, and Jesus, of course, said yes to all the pain and the suffering. And the Holy Spirit agreed to raise him from the dead. Uh, I just, I, I have an imagination. You know, I just think about, you know, the meeting that might have been and how it mm-hmm. might have ha- uh, looked, you know. Mm-hmm. But praise God for that. And we've been talking about the price that Jesus paid. And uh, listen, if you missed the first half of the program, go back later and uh, on Facebook and, and listen and watch that. Because I believe that the Word of God, uh, we brought out some things from the Word of God uh, that will minister to you. So we're going to jump back in here in Matthew chapter uh, 26. Are we in 27? 27. And we we just talked about, Dawn, how they stripped Jesus. They put a scarlet robe on him. They twisted a crown of thorns. You know, we think of thorns, just little thorns, but... Thorns. Yeah, these are like na- yeah. huge nails. Huge, yeah. sharp thorns. Put it on his head and a reed in his hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. I, that just makes my heart hurt. Mm-hmm. Just makes my heart hurt, you know. Um, but oh, the love of God that he was willing to endure that. Oh, the love of the Father that he was willing to send his son. Oh, the love of Jesus that he was willing to lay down his life. And they spat on him and they took the stick or the reed and struck him on the head. He has that crown of thorns and it just pushes it down into his head. You know, sometimes we don't, we don't like to think about this. We, we, don't, we, we don't like to, to do that. But I think we need to go back and say, this is the price he paid for my sin to totally eradicate it to cleanse me, to purify me, to give me a brand new life, not Mm -hmm. just for me, but the whole world. They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his own clothes on him and they led him away to be crucified. And then they, of course, had to get someone else to uh, bear the cross because they had so beaten him and, and flayed him with, by scourging him, that it ripped the skin off of his back, and he's bleeding and bleeding. Uh, you know, if you have that whip with the leather thongs loaded with jagged pieces of metal and bone and weighted at the end, it's going to tear chunks out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus mm-hmm. went through that. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, they gambled away. They gambled for his clothes which was in fulfillment of the scripture that says, they divided my garments among them, and for clothing they cast lots. And then they sat down and they just watched him, and they put a sign over his head, uh, the accusation written against him, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Yes, he was. (laughs) Yes, he was. It absolutely was. 
they had to put truth even if right. they did if even if they thought they were doing it right to make fun of him yeah and of course he had two robbers one on his right and one on his left and they even mocked him you know save yourself if you're the son of god come down from the cross and you know you just think about all these things so much that he endured just getting to the point of the cross i mean just that alone is incomprehensible, indescribable. Just that alone, the process from the Garden of Gethsemane to this point. Oh my, oh my. Now I'm going to read, I'm going to pick up verse 45 of Matthew 27. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. You know, we in this part of the, in this gospel right here, it's not talking about the, um, some of the other details. So let's just go back for a minute before we go on to that. Let's think about this for a minute, Don, because I want us to get the full weight of this before we get to the resurrection part. Mm-hmm. The full weight of this. Can you imagine him being, he had to lie down for them to crucify him on the cross, right? And they had to take the, um, the spikes, you know, we, th- we say nails, and when mm-hmm. I say, say a nail, I think of a, a nail, you know, a finishing. Mm-hmm. You know, that, to me, it's not that big of a nail. But they took spikes. They, because like they railroad. Had, right, railroad like, ties. You know, like uh, rail, rail, railroad stakes. <laughs> yes, they had to, because they had to, it had to carry his weight. Mm-hmm. It had to bear his weight. And when they put the cross in the ground, when they did that, his, all of his weight came down. And he's just literally hanging there. By three nails. By three nails. And he would have to push mm-hmm. himself up so that he could get some type of air in his lungs. Mm-hmm. And then he would go back down. I mean, it's just, it's just uh, unimaginable. It's unimaginable. And I talked earlier, Don, about the, the fact that he took all of my sin, the weight of that, and you think he's, he's hanging on this cross. And he has his own physical weight. But the weight of my right. sin. Yeah, it wasn't just him. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't just the weight of my sin or my family's sin or the state of Texas, those that live in Texas or the United States or the, not even just the weight of the whole world that's alive at this moment, but the weight of humanity, the price for humanity's sin. Anyone that has ever lived is pushing down on him. Thinking it's one. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to, um, the devil was so wanted to kill Jesus and thinking that he was going to win the greatest victory. But Jesus willingly died because that would be the triumph. He didn't die until he said so, right? Right, right. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He died when it was the exact moment after he had accomplished the full salvation. So the, the, when the Lord said, when Jesus said, if, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. That cup, that weight on him was the wrath against sin, the penalty of sin. If you start, there are several scriptures uh, that, Ha- that talk about the the cup, okay, um, and it's a cup poured out against sin, a cup of wrath, 
indignation. Well, it's against sin. Everything stems from sin mm-hmm. that is not good, mm-hmm. right? It's that, it's that darkness. But if you think about he was going to have to endure, drink that cup. You remember um, the mother of James and Don, uh, John, I believe, that said, uh, can one sit on your right hand and one on your left? And uh, Jesus said, well, that's not for me to decide. It's for right. the Father. But right. if, if, you know, and uh, you'll have to drink this cup mm-hmm. is pretty much what he's saying. Uh, there, that cup has to be drunk. So are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with a baptism that I am to be baptized? And that's in Matthew 20, 20. And the cup, my notes in my Bible says the cup was used to signify either great joy or great sorrow. And it lists Psalms 23, 5 and Jeremiah 25, 15. Here, it refers to Jesus's death and more specifically to God's judgment against sin. Baptism speaks of being immersed in the divinely appointed suffering. Now, to me, me that gives me a whole nother revelation, a whole nother picture. I never really thought about him facing God's judgment against sin because that's the Father. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I never thought about that. But the more I've studied, I mean... The cup is the Father's cup of judgment against sin fully poured out on Jesus because I sinned. Mm -hmm. Because I was going to be forever separated from Him and that was more than the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit could bear because of love. Mm -hmm. So they devised this beautiful, ultimate rescue mission to bring us back to Him. Mm -hmm. But it required the Father doing the unthinkable. The unthinkable was that He had to let His Son go. Send him he had to, to earth. turn his back on him he when he never does that him. for us. And he had to pour out the penalty and the judgment of all the way to the earth. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. He had to pour all the wrath for that sin because that was weighted down on Jesus. That's the cup of suffering. I can't wrap my brain around that. Of all of humanity, not just my sin. Right. For every human being ever. That ever was, is, yes, or will, will be. be. Jesus That's why came. he had to be who, who, the God who is, yes, was, who, was who is, is, and is, and is to, to come. come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on that cross, he didn't give in. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, to the, he said, nevertheless, not, he didn't give in to the lesser of him. He didn't, he didn't come short of the full redemption and salvation on the cross. He didn't stop the he pressing. Stop. He, mm-hmm. he, he died fully as man. He died as a man. He was uh, He died tempted, as I should have. As I should have, mm-hmm. right. And he was tempted in every way that we should be re- were tempted. You know, he, he's tempted that way. And... You know, remember they, they even tried to give him wine to drink because they had a, there's a sedative sour, in it. Sour tried wine. Mm-hmm. Sour wine uh, what, to, to numb the pain. Jesus refused it. You know why? Because he chose to fully feel the pain, the weight. Every pain that you and I have, uh, every bleeding that we have, every wounding that we have, every battle we face, any and every temptation, Jesus Paid for it all. And that's a good word right there that he d- we don't have to turn to sedatives. Right. When we're bearing something. Mm-hmm. 
We don't have to turn away and get numbed by alcohol or drugs mm -hmm. or whatever you want to put in that place. He, he showed you, you could do it. Right, exactly. You can do it. You know, in Isaiah, when we think about uh, this, uh, it says that it was our weaknesses he carried. In Isaiah 53, I'm reading the New Living Translation. It was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins. Complete, there's nothing further from the truth. He was paying for our sins. But he was wounded and crushed for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. He was whipped and we were healed. All of us have strayed away like Jesus. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the guilt and sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep is silent before the shearers. He did not open his mouth. From prison and trial, they led him away to his death. But who among the people realized that he was dying for their sins, that he was suffering for their punishment? He had done no wrong, and he never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and fill him with grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have a multitude of children, many heirs. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he is he will be satisfied. And because of what he has experienced, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of one who is mighty and great because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among those who were sinners. He bore the sins of many and interceded for many sinners. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. And, you know, I think about in the places and, um, you know, he bled from his head, from the crown of thorns. He bled uh, with his hands and his feet. Uh, to me, that signifies you know, our thinking and, and healing us there and, and uh, giving us the mind of Christ mm -hmm. and, and that the hands, you know, that the work of our hands mm -hmm. uh, will be blessed and, and, and uh, we will fulfill what he's called us to do mm -hmm. and that even the work of our hands will be cleansed by him. Our feet, where we go, we're led forth in righteousness. And we take you know, the ground. We take the ground. And uh, his back was flayed, literally flayed open like the lamb that was slain. Uh, Passover, just flesh open, and he became the offering for us. He literally became the offering. And when the wrath of God for the, the penalty and judgment for our sin uh, roared down and poured down on him, it was that offering that was received up, hallelujah, like a lamb that was slain he, from the foundation of the world. That's our Jesus. He was the lamb that was slain. Now he's the lamb that reigns on the throne except he's forever. Now, except that it was the power that sets us free instead of just covers our sin. Exactly. That gives us the ability right. to be set, set free. free. Eradicated. Inst right. Instead of just covering yeah. it temporarily till we do right. it again next time. It broke the power mm -hmm. and the law of sin and death over us and gave us life in Christ Jesus. So, and I think about also his blood and water poured out of his side. His life. Yes. 
and it says that uh, what what is uh, what people believe in doctors and in documentaries um, studies that his heart literally burst, his heart for, exploded. Now, I can see why that would happen, and out came water, which signifies purifying, and out came blood, which signifies cleansing and you know purifying, cleansing. It it all. Well, and to me, it's together. everything that gave him life, everything that was in him. Everything, yeah. I mean, he didn't hold anything back, mm-hmm. not even not even the water of his, you know, we're part water. Right, yeah. It was a river mm-hmm. of life that mm-hmm. came out of him. Mm-hmm. It's the purging and the cleansing mm-hmm. all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left nothing undone. Mm-hmm. He, he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have said, no, I'm not going to do that at any point. And he had been rescued like that. But we would be destined. Mm-hmm. You know, we we, the, we where would we be? Right, right. And so um, this is. The, I know that some of this is painful and it's hard to think about. But you know, every once in a while, we need to really dwell on mm-hmm. and 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 think about what Christ did for you and me. So um, I'm going to start back in verse 45. Now, of Matthew 27. Now, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over the land. I heard someone say that it, that that darkness was there. Uh, I read a commentary that their opinion was it was like a veil covering, covering the holiness of what was happening, the, and the 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 whole transaction mm-hmm. that. Though that the mocking soldiers and the um, the Sanhedrin and and those there to mock him, they it was like everything became cloaked in darkness. Um, you can only so, imagine what that yeah, felt like, even yeah. right there, just that. Yeah. Eerie. Yeah, I mean, you don't you know they were like, you know, like one of the Roman soldiers said, "Surely this was the Son of God." Right. You know, there's a there's a. Uh, Darkness and and, and the, noise, the and demonic thunder. realm, thinking mm-hmm. it had won, right? Yeah, and, or that it was about to win. Yeah, yeah. The activity around it, mm-hmm. it, it mm. it's you know, see, and the the veil was torn. Okay, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, darkness was all over the land. At about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, "Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani?" That is, my God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? Now that is the ultimate agony. Mm-hmm. The ultimate agony at that moment. Can you imagine? He all he's ever known is the Father. The separation. And can you imagine? And I think that, you know, that the Lord, the Father had to turn away mm-hmm. because of the sin and, and what was happening. Can you imagine that separation? Mm-hmm. And he even, I mean, even in, even though he knew why he had to do it. His flesh still cried out. Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> right. Why? Why? Just the pain and the agony mm-hmm. of it. And I'm just, oh, well, I'm going to have to hurry up now. Some of those stood there when they heard that and said, This man is calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and offered it to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. Save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. He gave it. Mm-hmm. That was the exact moment. It was 
It was accomplished. It was accomplished. Mm-hmm. Of course, he had to be raised from the dead, but he accomplished what needed to be fulfilled on the cross. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom, and the earth quaked, and rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. The veil was a thick curtain between the holy place and the holy of holies. The fact that it was torn in two from top to bottom indicates that this was not an act of man. Jesus' death opens the way to the presence of God. Thank and you, puts Father. an end to the Old Testament temple and sacrificial systems. It was the veil that covered and kept us from being into the coming into the holy of holies, mm-hmm. the intimacy, the relationship uh, the, between the, the Father and us was totally. It was ripped off in the natural, and it was made open in the spirit. And now we get to run into him run boldly into his presence. and say, "Hi, Father, Abba, Abba, Abba," uh, and not, "Yeah, excuse me, can you go in and pray for me?" Right, <laughs> Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> so when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earth, saw him, uh, saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, "Truly, this was the Son of God." Now I'm going to skip over quickly while with the remaining few moments. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and other Mary came to see the tomb. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Thank you, Father. Praise God and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples uh, disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and they held him by the feet and worshiped him. They thought he was, it was all lost. They thought they'd never see him again. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and they will see me. One day, we will see the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ come back on clouds of glory. On his white horse. On his white horse. One day, Faithful we're going to be true. raptured out of here, mm-hmm. resurrected out of this place, and taken to be with him forever, ever. We will meet him in the air and we shall be with him forever and ever. See, he is not dead. There's an empty cross at the Coming King Sculpture Prayer Garden Mm -hmm. because he's no longer on that cross. Because if he had stayed dead, it would all have been for naught. For nothing. Mm -hmm. It would have accomplished nothing that it was intended to do. We would have still needed to be rescued. But the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit planned the ultimate rescue mission. Jesus came on a rescue mission over 2,000 years ago, and it is still being carried out to this day. And there have been countless, countless, countless 
people rescued when they have accepted him as the Lord and Savior, as their king. As That's their worth Lord. a hallelujah, hallelujah shout out. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. So we just thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for coming. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for raising him from the dead. For the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body. Listen, if you need a resurrection in some area of your life right now, I just declare over you the same yes. spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body. You be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare over you... A a new season, a new day that the resurrection power overtakes you and you begin to experience it and walk in it in a way you've never experienced before in Jesus name. Amen. Folks, our, we're out of time. My goodness, we had to just fly through that it seemed like. But thank you so much for watching and uh, being a part. You've been ultimately rescued in Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. We just give God glory. Happy Resurrection Day. Praise God. Listen, I invite you to go to my website at lueda.org. There's hundreds of videos of my TV shows, podcasts, or the radio show free that you can access and be ministered to. And uh, we just thank you all for those that give and bless us. We appreciate you. We look forward to seeing you again next week right here.